So you know that seedy building with the blacked out windows? That's the Critical Hit Podcast. So keep your kids away from it. The content warnings will be found in the episode description. world and welcome to another episode of Critical Hit, a podcast where we drink beer and talk about everything. I am your host, Red King. With me is Crimson and Chrono Warden. Hello. Hola, hola. Uh, tonight we are trying Pumpkinhead Ale by Shipyard Brewing Co. And we are talking about TV. We're talking about watching shit. Um, what we do professionally. <laughs> yeah, we just sit on our asses and watch TV. Evidently, Netflix is offering that as a job. You just get paid to watch shit. Hold up. I quit. <laughs> um, are you all ready? Yes, yes we're ready. Uh, we are Critical Hit. This is Pumpkinhead Ale. Cheers, bros. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Hat. This one doesn't work. Anymore. So, yep. fun fact, I opened mine early <laughs> and... Chrono Warden's having trouble opening his now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's give it a try. It does have a decent amount of chocolate. Okay. You have failed to find a bad pumpkin beer. It's <laughs> not bad. Dude, I... That might be a five. Out of, out of ten. I think it's a little higher than that. That's crazy. That's coming from the non-beer drinker. I'm... Gonna say I'm it. not gonna drink this whole thing. I'll tell you that right now, but it's this, not bad. This is about to get disturbing territory. Mm. I don't want my first time to be a pumpkin beer. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that this is a ten? <laughs> this is a ten, dog. This shit is good. This oh is really good. This is like it's like so the it most doesn't perfect. Really tastes like beer. Yeah, it's like the perfect transmutation of pumpkin pie into the form of beer. Okay, okay. So let's uh, <laughs> let's. Like, uh, this is actually. So most of these have only taken one sip. I've done two on this, and I still have a pretty good opinion. Yeah. So yeah. let's get through. We'll get through the stats, right? Yeah. Okay. This is Pumpkinhead Ale by Shipyard Brewing. Uh, four point four point five ABV. Really got me. I can't even talk straight. Eighteen <laughs> IBU. Not bitter at all. Yeah. Um, yep. No, not at all. A little like bit, yeah, a little bit lower on the alcohol scale. Not a lot, but just I don't care about the alcohol being lower. I don't like the bitterness. Spice flavored with cinnamon and nutmeg. Ooh. Um, stand out. I can taste those. It's it's just a regular ale. It's not kind of that dark uh, IPA. It is double hopped with uh, Willamette and Sapphire hops. Oh, surprising because you would not be able to tell. No, I like it's it's really good. <laughs> so that's a decent beer. <laughs> so this this one, um, they actually prescribe that you enjoy it a certain way. How so? Um, are we doing it wrong? We are doing it wrong. What there's do they op- recommend? There's an opportunity to do it right. A proper mm-hmm. pint is served with a cinnamon sugar rimmed glass. And paired with a shot of spiced rum or Ooh. vanilla vodka. It's something that I, it's something we could do. 
Oh man! So <laughs> this is probably gonna be the last um, pumpkin beer of the um, season. The the yeah the spooky season the the fall flavor thing that I've attempted to do. Uh, it's so good. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh we'll, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, Shipyard Brewing. Uh, started in nineteen. 19- 1994, and I'm about to butcher another fucking word. Oh no! This is uh, Kennebunkport, Maine. Kennebunkport. <laughs> oh, I think that's pretty close. Sweet. <laughs> uh, founded by Fred Forsley, and uh, so <laughs> I usually talk a lot about the the brewer, but I'm not. I'm gonna talk about so this. Nobody can see this because it's audio only, right? But they have a mascot. This, and it's just for this beer. He is. Hold on while I pull up the note. He's the headed horse. Nope. No, he is not. He's the pumpkin headed horse. (laughs) Um, No. Oh. Okay. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about the company. Then I'm going to talk about this um, mascot, right? In 2016, Shipyard was one of the top three best-selling American craft brewers in the UK. Cool. That's just a n- fucking awesome fact. That's yeah. an interesting fact. Yeah, yeah. because uh, not for nothing, it's a hard market to break into. Yeah. Well, anything Europe is going to be hard to break into. And, and beer is really hard. Yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking so about. So I'm going to jump back to Pumpkin Pete. That is the name <laughs> of this mascot for uh, Pumpkinhead. They, uh, they really went for the low-hanging fruit on that one. Oh, shut your fucking mouth. You, want, you think it's bad? You think it's basic? It gets better. He's a ping-pong champ. He what? stops crying before it started with a pumpkin hug. Uh, uh, and he <laughs> invented the pumpkin spice latte. That one's probably not true. <laughs> but the rest of it really checks out. <laughs> he, uh, he loved his favorite food. Can anybody guess his favorite food? I'm off the fucking rails right now because this is really good. Um, um, I'm really excited. But can you guess? Probably not going to be pumpkins. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, lobster pizza. What the fuck? Because <laughs> he, he's, he's from Maine. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, from Maine. I do want to point out there. If you happen get lobster pizza at any point in whatever form i would greatly enjoy it i'm not gonna eat lobster pizza oh you can't he would die yep especially with the combination you would drink alcohol and then eat lobster pizza and die it'd be a sweet way hey i got this special pizza it's pumpkin pete's favorite (laughs) right king be like nani and just die (laughs) oh wow okay so Let's cut into. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah. There's literally nothing bad. No, it's it's really good. Like I I feel like the fact that it is not an IPA, like it's nice and light. Like the flavors come through amazingly. It's even. crushably light. Yeah, like it's it's that's crazy. I drink six of these in a row. I just smash the living hell out of them. Yeah, They're I amazing. Would, I wouldn't have a problem. This is a Fisher Windmill Fall beer. Very cool. So, um, we're kind of. <laughs> So we're going to go into, like, when I picked this idea for an episode, I was like, this is going to be easy. But then I'm like, <laughs> what the fucking hell? What am I, I going to talk about? Um, so 
<laughs> it's it's TV, right? Everybody, we sit here and we watch TV here. I mean, the average uh, the average American, I I think the numbers about like at least an hour a day of some watchable form. Now you know, smartphones have kind of changed that that metric a little bit. It's a little bit like. Well, it's easier to watch stuff screen. on Yeah, now. and you have the screen more often. So the, the <coughs> idea of um, how much you watch a day is kind of askew. If we're talking me, I've, I've watched probably countless hours per day of just content. Yeah, you're just constantly at a screen. Right, but on Facebook, yeah, stupid yeah. stuff like that. But, like, TV has kind of changed, obviously. It's 2022, and... Um, Cable is garbage. <laughs> cable was kind of garbage when it came out. Let's let's not no, beat around the bush, though. But there was no alternative, and and there people was over the air, which is still an option. That's right, folks. <laughs> Your taxpayer dollars can get you free television. All you need is an antenna. Ooh. Don't Ooh. come at me like that. So. Um, <laughs> We condone free TV here. <laughs> I condone. Oh, remember when? Uh, so if <laughs> you live in a you live in an apartment and um, <laughs> you get cable, and somebody knows how to climb a pole <laughs> and uh, run into your line, yeah, and now they have cable and your picture is fuzzy. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old people problems. That was. I'm, I'm sure it's probably different now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just do they it remotely. Yeah, they, they don't just, even send a dude out anymore. They just steal your fucking password. So <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> so um, my phone has to pair into my password. <laughs> so I guess we'll 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 pummel into it, right? Um, we'll talk about uh, it's kind of shitty to compare it. It's like apples to oranges. Well, I, it really isn't. It's more like apples to pi- piles of shit. <laughs> um, so, the, like, the average streamer pl- pays, like, $40 a month over, like, a couple of different services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after your fun little introductory rate, you pay, like, about $200 a month for cable if you want to get, like, the extra channels and the movies. Right. Like, but HBO this is and what have you. problem, right? had multiples of those packages throughout my life growing up. Right. My family between the five of us in the household when I was growing up, we watched about 25 if we were lucky. Yeah. Of 900 channels. 900 channels and still nothing to watch. I I yeah. A lot of them were just duplicates like Right. Well, you had, you had Disney Channel East, Disney Channel West. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, here's the on-demand. Instead of having, like, an on... Because eventually they did make a big on-demand channel. Yes. But then for a while it was just, like, pay-per-view. And it was just, like, there was a hundred different pay-per-view channels all with, like, the different different or the same shit. Just in different time slots. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I tried to, like, kind of pinpoint where that streaming kind of caught on, and it changed the way that people started to consume, like... Well, it was really Netflix. Netflix was the first one. Well, yeah, but streaming video started kind of, like... Because I watch more YouTube than Netflix, and that's where I kind of looked this up, right? So, YouTube 
became popular in 2005. And um, that was that was where like everybody was streaming. And um, that kind of paved the way for Netflix, which originally started by just renting out DVDs. Yeah, they'd mail them to you. Yep. yep. Uh, My dad had that game. version. You know they still... Gamefly still exists. And Netflix still rents DVDs. They do. They do. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, so here's my favorite thing, right? Netflix is coming out with a show about Blockbuster. <laughs> that's kind that, of fucked. No, that's a video version of just dancing on your enemy's corpse. Yeah. <laughs> right. The one uh, the one meme of the Flash from the CW series over Oliver Queen's grave. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Block Cuckster. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Oh. <laughs> <No>. Emotional damage. <laughs> Cut him deep. Uh, so, just a brief side tangent here. One of my favorite stories I read in the news recently is as a kid got arrested for buying alcohol underage because all he was doing was bringing a Blockbuster card around all day. And they were like, oh, you're good. <laughs> that's kind of impressive. Okay, so that's really lazy. That's also emotional damage to me personally because I was I was there around the Blockbuster I was there. Back in Monday, we went to a store <laughs> and waited in line and looked at shitty kids' movies, Barney and Godzilla. Do you imagine renting the Barney TV series on a VHS? I've yeah. never done it, thank God. <laughs> I, I personally have no experience with so, Barney. So, uh, two older brothers. My hmm. oldest brother, so this was before I existed. Oldest brother wanted to watch Godzilla. Middle brother was younger, liked Barney. Got Barney. Uh-huh. Oldest brother couldn't watch Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Godzilla. Oh, oh. Okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, Netflix, we're, we're, we're getting into it. Netflix, here's some stats. Uh, it's got the largest subscriber count of any service, any streaming service currently available. Yeah. Um, despite about 66% of their subscriber base um, admitting to or well admitting to using someone else's account or admitting to sharing their account so right. there's a there's like a shadow number of people who are um, also enjoying Netflix that are not actually paying for it because uh, they were like how dare you no, I, I share, I think I share, maybe I shouldn't say it. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, 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 it's fine because we're living it again. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's try to get away from breaking the law. It was really not, though, technically speaking. <laughs> you, <laughs> because if you have the yeah, four cool. screen option... Doesn't matter what screens you're on. He got a line, but he right. If I'm paying for the service of I can have four screens being watched at once, why does it matter what four screens it is? See, he's got a dangerous mentality. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent. Well, but here's the thing, right? Territory right now. (laughs) (laughs) I own all the games that I emulate. (laughs) I just don't want to scratch the discs. Netflix just keeps upping their price, right? They just did another like two dollar price hike. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> right, and that's Tommer. now now they're about to add 
a basic option where you can run ads. What has Netflix's big thing always been? Ad free. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, we'll, we're gonna try not to dunk too much on it, too too much on it, too early. We can do it later, but um, could <laughs> could you imagine a world where Netflix went by its original name? What's its original name? Strap in, motherfuckers. Kibble. What? Kibble. That was its original name. Isn't there a kibble right now? No. I don't think so. I thought. I mean, dog food, but I mean, yeah, kibble's a bit. Kibble. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you sound exactly like? <laughs> um, hey, kibbles and bits, contact <laughs> us. We'll take a sponsorship. Yeah, I could. What? I could oh. do some ad reads. Oh. I'm good with that. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> so, 2015 was an interesting year for Netflix. Uh, not for any other reason that you would imagine. But uh, two things happened. Uh, there was a big study <laughs> that happened in 2015 <laughs> that linked um, the binging of series, um, particularly on Netflix, because that's one, to depression. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. That actually kind of makes sense, well, though, right? Well, that's too hard. <laughs> so, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's actually a study, multiple studies, really, that have been done that we go back to shows we're familiar with and rewatch them because it soothes our anxiety. We know what's going to happen. It's predictable. We have some control over it, right? right. Okay. So that kind of makes sense that you get this hot new show, you binge watch it, now there's a void in your life, right? Yeah. You're chasing that high, as it were. Yep. Exa- <laughs> well, yeah, that, that actually sums it up. Yeah. That's exactly what they wrote. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> another thing for Netflix in 2015, um, Netflix and chill, the term, gained popularity. That's when it gained traction. I feel like it's older than that. Okay, so there has, <laughs> so there has been Netflix. Netflix and chill. <laughs> and that's how my kids were born. Oh. All three of them. Um, no, so net, when Netflix and chill, when net, I see your face. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Uh, hey, I ain't the one that did it, buddy. <laughs> There's a story behind that, and no one's ever going to hear it. Yes, none of you will ever hear that. Okay, so Netflix and chill, that phrase was not sexual when it first came out. Well, right. The obvious idea is that you're just like vegging out and watching TV. But that. <laughs> Are you still watching? Are you still watching? Oh, my God. Oh, no. We're watching you. <laughs> We've gone too far. Netflix and clap cheeks. That's where it's at now. Wait, now we're not even trying to hide it. So, um, with Netflix also involved. Um, <laughs> we're, I'm sec- I'm trying to get away from it. I'm not. I'm not talking about clapping anymore. Uh, <laughs> right. That With cheese uh, always come back, though. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as a thing, like three, like three quarters of all um, American households have at least one streaming yeah. service. Uh, cable is really not one of them. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, the problem is, is what do you still have to go to the cable company for? Internet that's worth a damn. (laughs) And and we're lucky that um, in our area, there's starting to be a little bit of competition. So hopefully then prices will go down and I can subscribe to more streaming services. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So. Uh, yeah, my VPN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I have a list. Right. A list of the top ten TV shows of all time, according to Stacker. <laughs> <laughs> the Office is somewhere on this list. It is not. Really? No. Yep. Game of Thrones is on there. Easy. And it better not be. I could spend this whole episode just bitching about that last season. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're, we're just going to start dunking on the Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Tell me that Gary Newman and uh, George R.R. R. Martin aren't the same person. We're still waiting on Half-Life 3. We're still waiting on book six of, of Fire and Ice. You calm your fucking self. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> so, Pigeons. what? Pigeons. The Death Note episode? <laughs> Ooh. Don't start with me on that. We'll, t- we'll talk about that. So, um, could you guess? Um, just what's your guess? What What do you think Stacker? Because I wanted to go, I, I looked up a couple of these top 100, and um, I, didn't, I didn't like them. They were very advertising-y, but this one seems a little bit. The fact that the office isn't on this list surprises me. I, I that's why I picked this list because um like but I hate the office and they run away. No, I love the office. I absolutely love the office, but there's some more, there's some better ones. So Well, I would agree there's better Top shows, is Seinfeld. But uh, that's number one. Number, one. number one. Number one is Seinfeld. That's number Let's one. start with number ten because it builds that suspense. Fuck the you. Friends <laughs> if it, if it's, it's gotta be on there. If it's Seinfeld at number ten, would it really matter? Twilight Zone. What? That makes sense. Uh, number nine. You know the guy that actually did the original Twilight Zone is from our area? Ooh. He went to the high school here. That's awesome. Did you know there's a new Quantum Leap? Anyway. Yes. <laughs> I did know that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Slow Neither, down. But I want to try. <laughs> number nine. Batman the Animated Series. The, all right, that's... This is a legit list. That's good. (laughs) Okay, so they made... I've read so many articles about Batman the Animated Series. They literally did not allow time reference pop culture in there. That series is supposed to be able to be watched at any point in history and still be relevant. Yo, it's timeless. They went hard on that. They they, really did. They wanted that... Like somebody like mentioned, oh, we should do an episode with like a Michael Jackson-style story in it. And they were like, no. That is a that is a reference in time. We are not doing that. Yeah. Ooh, geniuses. Geniuses. <laughs> yeah, like actual people who cared about the fractions really took it so seriously. So that's the thing, right? Just before we continue. DC's animated series have always fucking slapped. Yeah, the Justice League cartoon, oh. yep. Justice League Unlimited, Batman the I Animated still, Series. Even, even Young Justice was really yes. good. Yes. Yeah. I still remember the opening theme from Justice League Unlimited. Right. Yeah. Where they went hard on the guitar. Yeah. yeah. But so here's the thing, right? They came out with a new Justice League that has a more 
childlike animation style, I want to say. It's still pretty good. Like, it's got a lot of the same voice actors in it. It tells a lot of the same stories. It's just not that older animation style that we're used to. I like the older style. I do, too, but the new one's actually really good. And if you get the chance, check it out. I think it's on Hulu. So, here is number eight, is Firefly. Firefly? No. So... No. So out of this, out of this list, that's the only one I have zero experience with. I've never. You've watched. never seen Firefly? Okay, okay. Have you? No, I can't. I wow. Can't. Okay. So here's the thing, right? As the only one who's actually watched the series of the three of us, Which Firefly is, like is really, really good. It was really, really ambitious. It's like Wild West in space, and it's after a civil war. Okay. So, yeah, that, that actually sounds, that that sounds kind of <laughs> But the problem is, is that it gets to the last episode. Don't spoil it. Don't I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> but it just cuts. There's no closure. Ah! And then they try to come out with a movie <laughs> called Serenity. Okay, well, I've, I've heard of Serenity. Yeah. I think I watched it not knowing that it was part of the Firefly <laughs> Yes. Universe. And I was like. But Serenity is very divisive amongst. Uh, Firefly fans. There are people that love it, and there are people that hate it. There's no real in-between. Okay, are you ready for number seven? Yes. Sherlock, from 2010 with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I love that show. That show is, that that, that is worthy of that list. So, so this this list seems to be doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> if small... I, it is I don't, I don't I, even I, think it's on 100. I did not like Smallville, but Smallville was a huge show. So Smallville actually wasn't a bad show. It was an interesting take on Superman. That's when they start. So like, so that was the beginning of like the DC universe, like TV, uh, like the one word, like Gotham and Arrow and Flash, Supergirl. So they didn't get they didn't get a cool thing. Like they're just it's just their names. Yeah. <laughs> No subtitles. Well, okay, no. so you have to remember though that technically, according to comic book canon, Supergirl is actually stronger than Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wait, mm. they're both full-blooded Kryptonians. I gotta get through this list, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the number six spot. Speaking of cutting directly to nothing, Sopranos. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> so Okay, The Sopranos is not better than any of the four shows that have preceded it on this list. Here's the thing. I will I'm going to say this. If you judge it from like an impact standpoint and like viewership standpoint as well as just like the quality of the show itself, Sopranos is an undeniably like monolithic show. Okay. But endings are important. Yes, which is why I think it's in sixth, because right. a lot of people thought that was an amazing, like, the best show, and then next thing you know, the ending was just like, yeah. so, <laughs> so now we're about to disagree even more, because um, number five is Rick and Morty. Um, I don't know. Rick and Morty was really good. I don't think... Here's the thing. Because this is... is 
better than Batman the Animated Series. No, the fuck is that? Here's no. the thing. This is what I'm going to say. Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, right? I love that show. Fun as hell. Awesome. I'm not even sure Rick and Morty is better than Community. Yeah. D- hear me out, man. Which we're, is another Dan Harmon show. We're yeah. about to catch some hate. I know, but like it's the fucking internet. Let the keyboard warriors come. But that's all they're doing anyway. So fair enough. No, that's it's just not good enough in its own right. Like it's jumping between this like, oh man, people are their convoluted syndicated plots and da 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 da. They want to keep taking shots at like long running stories, and they keep telling long running stories. So I think (laughs) one of the other problems is is that. There's been no real big character growth for Rick, right? Yeah, Morty has had some growth. Yes. But Morty's mom, Beth, has had more character growth than her dad. Yeah. And that's kind of sad because, like, it would be nice to see Rick because there's been signs where he does regret shit and he's pulling his head out of his ass. Right. But then it's like you almost get into the Homer Simpson territory, right? Where, like, in the beginning of Family Guy and the Simpsons, Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson weren't bad fathers. They were just kind of stupid. Right. But one of the most famous scenes in uh, The Simpsons is Homer putting up sticky notes over it with a picture of Maggie, where it's like, originally it says, Don't forget, you're here forever. And then he puts sticky notes up to say, do it for her. And it's a picture of Maggie. And that is a beautifully poetic scene about what fathers go through, right? Yep. Yeah. But then now it's just Homer is an abusive dickhead idiot. And that's it. That's that's the show. And, yeah, like every single um, animated sitcom father does that same thing where they have – they start out just – kind of like a regular pitch and then they kind of have some character growth because it's kind of even if it's a a comedy it's impossible not to do that right and then all of a sudden they swing hard like a pendulum back to just being and not just the the start where they're just okay but dumb but they just turn into complete assholes right And, and that's the thing and that's kind of the problem that rick as a character has that if rick is not an asshole rick is not a character yes (laughs) <laughs> like, but, so if you look at it from a classic literary standpoint, Rick is his own worst enemy, and he's showing no attempt to grow over that. Yeah. Which becomes old in and of itself anyway. Right. <laughs> so the show is trying to take hits at the thing it's becoming. Yeah. Like, episode three, Star Wars, right? Obi-Wan's like, you've become the very thing you swore to destroy. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of where Rick and Morty's going. So I, mean, I still like the show, but yeah, like, just not a number five of time. <coughs> of all time, yeah. yes. Uh, now, number four on this list is Game of Thrones. No, no, Game of Thrones shouldn't even be top one hundred. Oh shit! No, shots fired. Yeah. So the first five seasons, since those are based on books, are really really good. They're well-written. Each season has 10 episodes. Season 6 is still pretty good and has the full 10 episodes. Now, the thing is, is that season 7, they had 7 episodes. And season 8, they had 6. Wow. Right. So here's the thing, right? Each of those episodes is roughly an hour plus in all of the seasons. Now, 
it ends up being that there's a lot of just like supplemental world building that happens in those three episodes that get cut from the last well the seven episodes that are cut out of the ten episode run a season from the last two seasons right so here's the thing in season eight it's just the night walker is here the night king is here episode two is the battle prep episode three is the battle but it's such a spectacularly big shit show that all these elements that are in the book just get wasted. <laughs> so no, Game of Thrones does not deserve to be top five, top 100 at all. I'm going to squeeze in a hot take real quick. I don't think Game of Thrones was ever good. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like... You oh, literally, you look, you literally took everything that was Lord of the Rings and just turned it into, like, like I, I get dark fantasy, but dark fantasy sometimes I feel like people take it as, here's my chance to do some creepy, you know. Well, so ultimately, one of the problems is, and this is something that comes up a lot in media, is, is that why is it like the only character motivator motivator for powerful females is some kind of sexual abuse? Yeah. Yep, and that that's what I'm saying, because it's like yep. every one of the female characters, every single one of them. And when I look at the author, Game of Thrones, <laughs> I am going to say there's a bit of a, you know... Well, okay, so not every female character. The youngest start girl doesn't get any of that stuff. But yes, Daenerys and Sansa yep. and Cersei... Only because you don't want to be a certified creep, you well, just want to be... Well, you gotta remember, in the book, Daenerys is like 13. We should... We're, anyway. kind of run, <laughs> we're running the ground into that spoiler territory. Ooh. But it's fine. I mean... Listen, it's... Game of Thrones is bad. You should not watch it. Skip it. So, <laughs> I will it. spoil it as much as I want. <laughs> because you are missing nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. All this build-up and shit means... Nothing. <laughs> Shots fired. Are you are you ready? We have made it into the top three. Yeah, let's see what Stacker's top three shows of all time are. He he started out with a lot of confidence. Now he's like, fuck. I mean, they they really flipped it at the latter half of this fucking right. list. <laughs> like you know that one meme where it's like they really had us going in the first half. That's where I'm at right now. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Like, honestly, even though I disagree with The Sopranos, I can see why it's on there. I can understand why it's there. Right, yeah. yeah. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. I feel like we're playing numbers solely at this point, but we'll, we'll see. I will... Uh, Number three. Again. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. That's... uh, Yeah, all right, all right. Now we're coming mm. back. Pull me back in a little huh. bit. Huh. You burn me with the Game of Thrones. You cool me down with the Airbender. All right, I see, I see. Yeah. Fire Nation dragon bitches attacked, and here we are. So only Avatar can save us from Game of Thrones. <laughs> they gained points for that one. You know, they, they gained some points back. Yeah, because, I mean, it's I've, a fantastic game. I've watched that um, four times? Four times. Yeah. Couldn't yep. get behind Korra just because... Like the scope was different because you you can't you it's it's a tough act to follow. Okay, saving okay, the whole okay, world. okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay, okay. Korra technically deals with four threats 
that are bigger than Ozai. That's going to be my hot take here. <laughs> oh, spicy. <laughs> ah, okay. I'm not so a, maybe I won't argue with that. Here's the thing, right? Season one's big villain is Amon. Yep. Who, spoilers, three, two, one. You've had enough time. Stop <laughs> listening now. Bloodbender. So we end up finding out that he can take away people's bending, right? Yep. And now he's not doing energy bending because one person knows how to do that. And that was Aang. The previous Avatar. Yes. And he teaches it to Korra so she can restore her bending and other people's bending. We're, we're he's about to doing it so, like... <laughs> he's doing it by, like, severing, like, synapses in their brains is what I've read people have theorized. Like, he's taking blood and just cutting off what allows people to bend. He's basically <laughs> chi-blocking them permanently. He's uh, lobotomizing them. Yes. Ooh. I mean... Ooh, Season we, two, we, we could get into Avatar. Yeah. But we're we got to continue this well, list. Just let me do nah, a quick wrap up. <laughs> Season two is Unalak, who is her uncle, who becomes Dark Avatar. Okay. That's bigger than anything Ozai did. Season three is my least favorite season of Korra, but I hate Zaheer as a villain. Are you fucking kidding me? I think he is the worst villain in that series. Are you serious? 100%. Because my thing is, is that he is an anarchist who claims to be all about freedom, but then is very quick to oppress people, right? He kills the Earth Queen. That was one of the best kills in the series. It is. But what immediately happens? Bandits just immediately take over. So he has freed the people to another form of oppression. This is the thing, right? Anarchy is a great idea on paper, just like communism. Until nobody sits down and reads the fucking numbers. <laughs> and when you don't have somebody reading the fucking numbers, what happens? Oh, I have freed you from your oppressor. Here's now you're bandits. just more oppressed yeah. on a, a more local scale. It's, right? a, it's a different flavor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so number... Oh, wait. Kuvira. Kuvira was... Is interesting because Korra doesn't seal her earthbending or anything like that. And it's very interesting because it would not have been hard for Korra to become Kuvira. That's the interesting take on Kuvira. Is the mech fighting shit at the end of season four weird as hell? Yes. Did it not need that? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you look at the story point of Kuvira could have been Korra because they are very similar people. Yes. That is a very interesting way to look at it. And the comics have gone more into elaborate that. Right. And that's where I'll leave that. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So I'll have to step back in Korra. You've, you've won that. <laughs> uh, like, don't go in comparing it to Avatar The Last Airbender. That's where a lot of people end up cutting the show out. Give it a shot on its own merit. Okay, so Stacker. Stacker says The Wire is the, is the number two. Wire is fantastic. I can't. I can't. I don't know if I can Great put it at number two. I, I've never watched it. Never watched Wire. You've never watched the Wire. Nope, not a bit of it. <laughs> now, shame. That I, is a I, good show. I will say, I I notoriously suck at keeping up with any TV show, but never watched Wire. Not even an episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Um, it is. I would recommend the Wire. All right. Here we go. You ready for number one? Sure. Let's see it. Well, hear it. I know what it is. 
I have uh, what's your guess? I'm t- I'm sticking I'm sticking with he Seinfeld. Said, he said Seinfeld. Uh, Breaking Bad. Fuck on. Really? No. No. Come on. Here's the thing. All okay, right. I'll be up front and say I've never actually watched an episode of Breaking Bad. No, I've watched so, it. It's really good. So here's the thing. That's I, what everyone tells me, and I want to watch it eventually, but <laughs> the problem is, is if I spent all my time trying to catch up on all the shows I want to watch, my video game backlog would never get any smaller. Right. True. And if I'm going to pick one medium, it's going to be video games until I die. So here's the thing. It is – it's a good show. How can I put this? Um – you want to know what's crazy? Like, I started to get through it, and, um, you know, like, whatever. You root for the main character. That's what a TV show kind of wants you to do. But And then you start to find out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I started to root for the cop. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Because, well, that's kind of the whole dichotomy of the whole thing is that it's supposed to be, like, you start out rooting for Walter White, and then you start realizing that he's actually a piece of shit. Yeah. And, like, they still – the thing that I don't like, right, is that there's there's this double side to it. You'll kind of get um, – for a minute, they start to say, okay, well, Walter White is actually a bad guy. But they still really fucking want you to sympathize with okay, him. Okay, so the thing is is that it's not supposed to be that he's a good or a bad guy. He's a human. Yep. That's the big thing about it. You break good, you break bad. But he's a piece of shit. <laughs> so there are plenty of piece of shit human beings. Jesse's life was ruined because of Walter yes. White, and he was his student. But <laughs> he was Walter a- White did take care of his family. Yep. And he did technically at certain points take care of Jesse. But, but so is he a good guy or a bad guy for taking care of his family, though, right? Like, that's the goal, right? We want to be able to provide for our families. I agree. I see I see what you're saying, but at the same time it's like I guess the problem for me is that it was just like well, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's kind of an, an ends justify the means thing. It depends on the kind of person you are. There are people absolutely who think that I will to take care of me and my own, well, in his case his own because he has terminal cancer, right? He is going to burn the world to ashes. Yeah. He's not being a good guy. He never claims to be a good guy. Yep. I do completely agree. It's not so much Walter White's character. Or are you talking about the writing? It's the, it's the writing style that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Because there is at no point that, you know, this man fucking, he kills people. He uses people. Yes. You know, he got his best friend killed. Spoiler, sorry. Yeah, you got to be. Uh, (laughs) I don't care, so. But, you know, there's a lot of really fucking bad things. And now here's the thing. Arguably, there was a point where he had enough money that he could have cut and ran, and then that could have just been the end of it. Yes, but But, that was greed on corporate profit. But that's kind of where where I'm saying that there was a turn from the the ambiguity to it. The turn turns into he just turned into a piece of shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. You, I mean, I get you got writing. I th- but that's what I'm saying. Precisely my point. It was a good <laughs> series. Try it. Uh, El Camino also ruined it. So, I guess the next thing, right, is like, what are you watching? Like what, like, what is what's on your stream? 
Right. So I actually have um, it's it's a show I actually just recently rewatched, mainly because of the music that went along with it. Um, but it was a actually an Italian cartoon show that was localized by a all British voice cast of mainly one guy, and uh, it's called Tear Along the Dotted Line. Never heard of it. So here's the thing: it is relatively new, and it's on Netflix. And the story is basically written from the perspective of a comic book artist, which the actual guy, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the actual guy who wrote the story himself is a comic book artist. (laughs) And the escapades of the main character, whose name is Zero, which is kind of funny, Um, (laughs) and he has a armadillo that acts as his um, conscious, basically. Ah, uh, so Harley and her beaver. Yeah, 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 more or less. <laughs> and um, so the whole idea is that it, you know any escapades that the character Zero goes through is roughly based off of the actual comic book, art, comic book artist's life. Right, um, okay. So he retells it through this cartoon or this comic, because it did originally have a comic. Right, It was right. Amini- an- animated into a uh, series. <clears throat> now, the thing I really like about it, there's two things. Um it has gotten me very much into Italian prog rock. <laughs> prog. You know, you know, a lot of Italian indie bands, and I'm like, and I like it's actually stuff that I put on and listen to in my car. I'm like, that's nice. It's a, it's a it's really good soundtrack. I got to give it that. Um, Interesting. The other thing is, it was like a really like, it was a touching story because like, I'm not gonna. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'll just tell you the story. No, no, you got. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. But what I am gonna say is like, you'll notice that if you listen to the voice acting, you'll notice something really key at the very start of the series that gives away the ending of the series. Ooh. And oh, it is boy. like when it hits, ooh boy, man, it's like a ton of breaks. It's like the saddest shit I've ever seen in recent time in a cartoon show, but. It's such like it's such great storytelling. Encanto exists. Oh, no. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. I, I, there's a lot or of things. Onward. Or or Inside Out still. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Inside Out's not as sad as Onward or Encanto. No, when that imaginary friend. Like, yes, yeah. that's yeah. a very good scene, but compare it to the entirety of the movie of Onward. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I hate that movie. No, you don't. You but hate what that movie did to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about that. It didn't do shit to me. I, I've got no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, it really does. It's got everything. It's got storytelling. It's got music. It's got art style. Um, really just, and everything's really like zippy and like fast and punchy, which is really nice. Like the delivery of all the jokes and everything like this. It's very like, Quick but witty, and it's like it's it's a, it's a fun show. I would I would suggest at least giving it a shot. You can't say fun and then say sad. Well, it's both. <laughs> it gets really sad at the end. <laughs> what was this called again? Uh, Tear along the dotted line. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good show. Like the opening theme. Ooh, oh, it's oh, okay. so good. It's so good. Shackles. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll go next. Uh, primarily, I watch YouTube, but <laughs> we're not going to talk about streamers here. 
so the wife and I are doing our yearly rewatch of Gilmore Girls. That's okay. So I've never watched that show and that, I've never been interested. That's a shame because that show is actually really, really good. Really? Yeah. That's a that's so fucking off the wall. <laughs> you wouldn't think it, huh? Yeah. But it's actually a really, really well written show. And because the thing is, is that. So we were just talking about how Walter White is kind of a piece of shit, right? Right. But he never proclaims to be a good guy. Gilmore Girls doesn't really have a villain, necessarily. And it's kind of interesting because, obviously, the two main characters are Lorelai Gilmore and the daughter of Lorelai Gilmore, who goes by Rory. Yes. So the funny part is, is that within this show, they are technically descended from, like, old money from Connecticut. <laughs> I'm old. I'm that old Connecticut money. I mean, this is like wealth. This is wealthy landowners that have been here since like they first came over in the 1700s. Money. They made their money in molasses. <coughs> in molasses and people. Oops. Oh. But oh. do they explain no, that? They oh. don't actually go into that because <laughs> technically speaking, the family is from Britain. And they still have ties over there. Like, the Richard Gilmore is Lorelai II's dad. His mother is Lorelai I. And they kind of do this thing where it's like, well, why can only men pass down their names? Hmm. So Richard's mother is Lorelai Gilmore. He names his daughter, his only daughter, his only child, Lorelai Gilmore after his mother. And then one of the big points of the show is, is that Lorelai has Rory when she's 16. Right, okay. And she names her daughter Lorelai. Huh. Oh, that's a... So the show actually has a lot of good emotional beats to it. Um, it goes a lot into, like, exploring Lorelai's relationship with her parents. Because she ends up having to go to them for a loan to get money so that Rory can go to this really good, like, private high school. Okay, so yeah, so there's still that connection to the money, and there's there's like, there's a lot of like, like socialness to it. Yes, like there's it's not there's necessarily stigma that goes to your sixteen year old daughter having a. Well, so one of the things that gets explored in the show. Well, are you guys gonna watch it? I won't Man, spoil it. We shouldn't spoil it for anyone, not just us. Okay, but yeah. the the four people who are watching. <laughs> but, so that's the number is slowly going up. And it's just kind yes. of the opening, right? Yes. Is that that's the exploration, and it ends up being that Lorelai and Rory attend Friday night dinners with Lorelai's parents. Yes. And they do that every week, and that's their thing. Right. So, But the series does grow from there. <coughs> There's a lot to it. Not the only thing I'm watching, though. My wife and I actually recently watched... So, do you remember this show called The Mole from the early 2000s? The Mole? Yes. It was a an Amazing Race-style show or Survivor. Oh, shit. I remember where that. Where somebody <laughs> was trying to sabotage. Netflix just made a new version called Who is the Mole. Oh, shit. It's really good. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so that's kind of like the beat, right? That's the thing is, uh, like, reality TV, like that kind of reality TV that is that's like really I love those types of shows right 
the mole stuff like that is really entertaining and fun. Yes, and you get to yell at people at the TV because we all enjoy doing that. <laughs> but that was one of them. One of the other series that my wife and I recently watched was Sandman oh, on uh, okay. Netflix. Yeah, which covers DC's the Endless characters. Ooh. It's Morpheus, so dream, oh. death, desire, despair, destiny, all the like various uh, aspects of humanity. Constantine was in that one too. Yes. Yeah. A Constantine, not John Constantine. Right. The female Constantine is a separate character from John Constantine. Okay. So that was one of the things that a lot of people were bitching about. I was like, oh, you made Constantine a woman. No, it's a separate character that has the same name. Okay. So <laughs> so I've been having I've been running into that a lot, right? That um <laughs> the anti the anti chick protagonist keyboard warrior. Like <laughs> As I said, let them come. That's all they're gonna do. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. not on their keyboard. It makes it stupid. Oh, oh my right. Yes, they're keyboard Ooh. warriors. They're <laughs> yeah, and like so uh that's uh I kinda dipped the toe in the the ring of power. That was Okay. Oh so I Rings of Power, Rings of Power. Where do I go with that one? Okay. Okay. I have watched six of the eight episodes, I think. I so Without going too deep into it, right? Because this is that's a that's a real minefield of spoiler territory. Yeah, right? that's brand new. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, but how far did you make it in? Did you finish the first episode? Yes. Okay. I first two episodes suck. What? Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so like, Ch- Chick Frodo was weird. So oh, like, how um, is Galadriel Chick Frodo? She's in no, the no, 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 no. Like the the hobbits. Oh, the, the the Harfoot. Yeah. Hobbits. They're not ho- hobbits yet. What? This is before hobbits exist. They're Why? They're called Harfoots. They're something else. They're the predecessor to the hobbits. Because remember, oh. the hobbits don't migrate. They live in the Shire. These guys migrate. Uh, Wait. Extended Lord of the Rings lore. So the Extended thing- lore. Uh, lore. <laughs> ah. So, okay, I shouldn't lore say the first two episodes Ooh. suck. There's just not a lot going on in them. It's a very slow burn series in the beginning. But, so, there's the criticism, right? People don't like Galadriel, apparently. Which is dumb, because when it comes down to it, so this is something else that my wife and I have been talking about. You have, so my favorite scenes in the series are between Elrond and Durin, the elf and dwarf friends. The Elf and Dwarf Bros. Yeah, nice. Those are great scenes. I love those scenes. And seeing Galadriel meet Aragorn's ancestors and talk to them, because that's who Isildur is, right? Right, right, right. And his dad is here. Dude. Okay. And so I need to get farther into it, because, like, you know, just the fact that it is a slow burn, it kind of got me... It's tough for me to get into it because, like, episode three, four, five, and even six pick up quite a bit. Nice, nice. The end of episode six, I don't want to spoil it, but it got kind of stupid. Yeah. All right. 
And to the point where my wife watched episode seven and was like, I'll tell you if it's worth watching. And she was like, the best scenes are, again, between Elrond and Durin and some of the stuff Galadriel does. But she hasn't even watched episode eight. So it's like, it's one of those things where, so from looking into it, Amazon doesn't actually have access to the Cimmerillion. Which is where a lot of this stuff is. Okay. Gotcha. So they got the rights to Lord of the Rings, but even that's kind of wishy-washy because if they were to try and do one that takes place in the modern Middle Earth time, they don't have access to those characters because they're both Warner Brothers, right? Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Oh, they're damn. So it would be a lot of like Tom Bombadil and uh, people like that that aren't copyrighted. Yikes! So it's it's kind of like this whole Sony. Well, that's what that's what that's why they did a prequel, right? Yeah. So the the tough thing that I have with uh, with watching shows like that is I've kind of lost my I've lost my ability to just like sit there and hold hold the attention because like you know same same with Chrono I I just fucking watch YouTube all the time and the 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 videos are like right the, well, the long ones in my opinion are twelve or like. So, so this is the thing, right, though, is, is that I watch streamers put their VODs up on YouTube. So I'm still watching, like, a three-hour video, but there's more going on, and I can do other stuff while I'm doing it. Yes. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I did like the show overall, but I feel like they advanced one plot line too fast. And it kind of killed my interest in the show because it removed all, like, dramatic tension. Yeah, no mystery. I think, and not specifically speaking on this show because I, I haven't watched it, but I do think that there is a deeper problem to, like, being unable to capture the watcher like they used to. Like, writers are getting worse and worse and worse, I feel like, as... Well, I, as don't, I don't know about that because that's the thing, right? The I can, formula became... I, I kind of agree with Grimson because the formula begins to be a little bit you, – you notice it more and more and more and more. Well, so speaking on that, though, Sandman kept my attention. Right. Sandman is a fantastic show. Now, maybe it's because it's Neil Gaiman, but, you mm. know, Rings of Power has very well-written parts. But where I was going to go with this is is that – so video games are still an evolving media, right? Right. We play them quite a bit. We are D&D players as well. But video game stories are growing better every year. Maybe not the AAA ones, but the indie market is filled with fantastic stuff. Right. Yeah, maybe not from a gameplay standpoint, but from the writing and the the, the concept. Well, the the gameplay still. it, It depends on the game. But there was one I played uh, called Fae Tactics, right? which it's on Game Pass Crimson. You should check it out if you like Final Fantasy Tactics or anything like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> it starts out with, like, it's a girl, her dog, and, like, this weird bird chick that she saved. That's your starting party. And she herself is a mage who can summon. Now, magic is very rare in this world, so for her to just pop out and start summoning creatures, the fey, that's why it's called fey tactics, because right. you get cards that are fey, people are like, uh, what the fuck are you? There's <laughs> only three witches in this world. You're not one of them. Huh. 
that. So it starts out really, really good. The story in that game, now mind you, I haven't actually beaten it yet because I got a little too uh, collector syndrome in it. Right. But it's one of those games that it has a really good story. Yes. But I, I think I, I can say video games have started telling better stories than TV. Because, I agree. Because I, I don't know. Maybe it's the format. Maybe it's because there used to be. Well, okay. So here's a game that came out in the past few years that has a beautiful story. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Fantastic. Love that game. There's not. I can't think of a recent television series that kept my attention like that. Yeah, because they win. And now, mind you, I don't have a PlayStation. So I watched someone's 30-part series as they 100%ed this game. Whew. And I enjoyed every part of it. Even the stupid side quests. Yeah. The stupid haiku writing. I shouldn't say stupid. I don't mean stupid in the sense that it's dumb. I mean stupid as in it's kind of just like side stuff in this game, but it's fun. Yeah. It got me into haikus. <laughs> oh, refrigerator. Oh. That is the most important word to know if you're going to write haikus. Yes. <laughs> I'm not reading haikus. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was holding my breath waiting for a haiku. Not um, but refrigerator. I, insert seven syllables here. Refrigerator. I, I just think that... <laughs> Wait. Yes! Oh, no way! Insert seven... Or insert seven syllables... Wait, no. insert seven syllables. Ah, damn. Ah, almost. We had it. Almost. We had it. Um, <laughs> but here's here's the thing. I realized that television has fallen into becoming more tropey than because even every medium has it. Don't get me wrong. That go to that. Oh, the formula. This that and the other thing. But I feel like TV has fallen more and more into it as time goes on because there, especially when it comes to like the binge era of things, right. Like, well, you, you, you Netflix has kind of even started cutting back on binging, right? Like, Stranger Things, the newest season, they released episodes weekly. Yeah, which I, I think, you know, it's kind of a play to go back to the old way of retain, uh, retaining your viewership. Well, but Netflix specifically is doing it so people don't just binge watch and then cancel their subscription, right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> now, it, here's the problem is that I think that because of you know, kind of everything being predictable, everything being formulaic. Like, here's the thing. I love the Marvel TV series, but every one of them are generally similar build, right? Usually slow burn beginning. That's pretty much almost every Marvel That's series. That's a guarantee. Well, okay, I would say the one that didn't have that was uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier hit hard from the beginning. Here's the thing I will say, though, about Falcon and Winter Hawkeye Soldier. Hawkeye was also really, really good, and I will not tolerate you disgracing that show. <laughs> Hawkeye is the best of them I, because it is a six-hour Christmas movie. I, <laughs> I can't speak on Hawkeye because I haven't watched it. But what, what, I will say, what I will say is in my experience, I tried She-Hulk, and it was weird. Um, I haven't actually watched so it, so I couldn't comment. In, in my experience, like it's, freedom check. It's, it's generally very slow burn beginning. You know, kind of, I will say, far-reaching <coughs> backstory and or current story. Well. And then, and then the big chaotic moment that they use for all their sizzle reels and trailers. <laughs> like, they have one episode, like, you, you've watched Loki. Yeah. You remember the one episode of Loki where everything popped off? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there was a whole lot that happened in that episode that was just actiony and crazy. And, like, there's 
one of those in every one of these Marvel series. Yeah. And they all kind of follow that same path. Now you get the problem of there's a lot of other series now that are coming out that are trying to be the next Marvel show. So there's very, like, tiptoe, slow burn, this, that, and the other thing. And then there's one episode, one or two episodes, that goes absolutely crazy. And then we go back to tiptoeing. Yeah. That's and it's like, it's called poor pacing. It was something that was not allowed <laughs> in general decent writing. And I do believe that a lot of shows suffer, suffer from really, really bad pacing. And that makes the ending, like, a little weird most of the time. <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting take. I mean, I would agree. And Rings of... So, <laughs> Rings of Power is weird in that regard. I'm not trying to spoil anything, but... I feel like its big dramatic moment is too fast. Hmm. Like the slow burn that's built, there's character tension between all of the characters, right? And that's kind of one of the more interesting, like, interlacing threads of the series. But then it's just like it reaches this certain point and everything explodes, literally. (laughs) And... Then I was just like, nope, that, nope, not interested anymore. And yeah. it was that big popping moment that kind of killed my desire to finish the series. And I, I think that's kind of the thing, though, because we're especially with now, generally every show that's worth its salt is of longer format. There's almost n- the 30-minute runtime is like the exception nowadays. Yeah. Usually it's 45 plus. Well, and it's like so like when Stranger Things first came out, I think it was thirty minutes, but mm. I think season four is got I think the episodes are like an hour long. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of where you see Game of Thrones influence on things, right? Mm. Is the hour long episode. And I don't mean the hour long where it's forty five minutes with fifteen minutes of commercials. Right. Do you see that a lot in Netflix where it's like forty four minutes and thirty seven seconds or something? And it's like, oh, there was that many commercials in the show when I first watched it? Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even then, 45 minutes is not an uncommon runtime. But mm-hmm. that's usually your bare minimum. Like, if you look at the Star Wars shows on Disney, they in particular tend to bounce from, I think the shortest one is like 29 minutes in Somewhere in the Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. And the longest ones are over an hour. Mm-hmm. But it's over never consistent. That's crazy. They'll go from a 30-minute episode to an hour to a 30-minute to a 45-minute to a 30 to another 30 to an hour to a 40. You want to know what had a ridiculously um, short runtime that um, thank goodness they've been renewed for two more seasons was Amazon's Vox Machina. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, but those are that half-hour bite. Yeah, but it's... They draw it. They draw it tight. Like yeah. it's twenty two minutes. So like you know how like some some of the like well the that's an, it's like, an anime. It's an anime. But twenty six minutes, bro. Yeah, that's the usual thing. They cut before. You think I would? If there was a drug deal, I would have shot them in the face. <laughs> you think I could count that shit? Yo, okay. Let's okay. count it as soon as you start it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Counting down. But I will say, I, I think that's kind of ultimately the problem that we're running into with modern-day TV is that modern-day TV is trying to compete with modern-day movies. 
Like, well, yeah, it's, okay. It's, I it's kind also of see trying that. to compete with you've got Facebook Reels, you've got TikTok, you've mm. got YouTube. You, so modern TV has to, because that's the thing, right? If it's already trending on TikTok, it's already not trending on there. Right. Mm. That's the that's the future analytics that account we were kind of talking about earlier. Is is the people that study the algorithms to ride the trends to stay relevant? Yeah. So by the time a TikTok trend goes into mainstream media and it's adapted into a show, it's already pointless to the younger generation. Yeah. And this is nothing against younger generation or anything like that, but it's one of those against them. I'm old. Fuck you guys. It's your kids. (laughs) Fuck them kids. (laughs) I'm kidding. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I can go on to Facebook and find a reel that's a two-minute joke from a comedian that's hilarious, and then I move on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's... Yo, remember stand-up comedy? Yeah. Look, you I, know they I still, still do watch it. it. Oh, really? Uh, so one of the big things I just watched is, is Gabriel Iglesias just came out with a new special. It's like two hours long. Dude, that's awesome. It is fucking hilarious. Because there's just a point in it where, like, there's this giant flashing clock, and Netflix is telling him, hey, your show's done. And he's like, okay. He just straight up asks the crowd, this is Netflix letting me know that I have completed my contractual obligation. So do you all want to keep me, want me to keep going? And the crowd goes wild, because he's performing at Dodgers Stadium. That is They have intense. the stands are full, and they have the field lined with chairs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's – And I, I at that it. point, he's just like, all right, from here on out, you have p- gotten what you paid for, so you can't complain about anything I say after this point. Because <laughs> ah, it kind of goes into, like, you know, he talks about, like, cancel culture. Right. Because, like, there was this movement to cancel Speedy Gonzalez, and he kind of goes into it because he's now the voice of Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, I did not know that. Hold <laughs> <Yes>. on. <laughs> in the new space in Space Jam: A New Legacy, that Speedy Gonzalez is voiced by Gabriel Iglesias. How come I didn't know this fact? Because he didn't put his own voice on it. He does voices as parts of his act, right? Yeah. He knows how to do the original voice, so he just did that voice because that to him is Speedy Gonzalez's voice. And mm. here's the thing, right? Because he's not Chris Pratt. He Shut is. Up. That's a separate discussion. (laughs) Separate. He is of Mexican heritage, right? Yes. His mother was full-blooded. He's met his dad, and he's talked about that, too. I'm not going to spoil anything too much there. But that's one of the things he talks about is, is, like, the two big characters they were coming after were Pepe Le Pew and Speedy Gonzalez. They need to cancel Pepe. Yes. Pepe Le Pew, nobody should have any problem with being canceled because he was a handsy, rapey bastard. But Speedy Gonzalez, <laughs> you got to remember, in his household when he was growing up, that was like his only representation. Yep. And what was Speedy Gonzalez? This is crying. He's fast? That's cool. If you put that on the Flash, that's a superpower. Yep. Why is that different? Yeah. And it's one of those things where he like talks about it, and it's kind of like cancel culture doesn't try and explain what you're doing wrong, right? Yep. And it's a matter of, I think it's one of those things where do you believe in forgiveness? Because what happened with James Gunn between Guardians 2 and 3, or 1 and 2, I forget which. They fired him for tweets from like 12 years ago. Yep. 
And it was our generation that was like, no, 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 no. Hold up. Hold up. Yep. Yeah. You can't. So if anything in the past is available to get you canceled, then that means that's stupid. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain point that just don't keep doing it. Like you gotta you gotta grow as a person, obviously. Well, right. But, but like, this is stupid shit he said like twelve years ago. He apologized for it twelve years ago. This is another thing that Gabriel actually goes into in this new special. He almost got to host the Oscars because Kevin Hart said he wasn't going to apologize for again, it was a tweet from like ten to twelve years ago mm-hmm. that he apologized for ten to twelve years ago. And the Academy was like, well, you need to apologize again. And he was like, why? I already apologized for it, and I don't do that anymore. Yep. So the problem becomes Pepe Le Pew, we all agree, needs to be canceled because that was a disgusting character. Yep. Speedy Gonzalez wasn't guilty of anything. Yeah, he was cool as fuck. He was just a Mexican rat mouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed Speedy Gonzalez's cartoons when yeah, I was growing up. He was up. cool as fuck. No. I always enjoyed his cartoons. Well, I think that if you if we can have in our legal system a statue of limitations, <laughs> I do believe that we should have that in our social media space <laughs> is a well, statue of so limitations thing, of saying right? dumb shit. Because <laughs> we're about to say so much dumb shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. if you apologized for it, that's it. Why is that not the end of it? If you yeah. apologize for it and don't do it again, that shows growth, right? Yeah. You have been called on a stupid behavior, and you have adjusted. Yes. Now, I do also want to point out... If someone smacked me in the face, if I could get a genuine apology from them, we cool. Well, right. And that's my face. Well, so, fuck your words. Also, too, for <laughs> like... I mean, and I, I won't call out any specific scenarios, only because I'm not trying to rustle feathers, but I also do think what people consider to be stupid or insensitive or blah 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 there are things yes that are indeed just not good and they were never good right you know happy Le Pew is one of those yeah there's a lot of things however that are only not good by a standard of a very very soft modern eye looking at it and it's like now here's the thing i'm not saying that you know Old school stuff, you know, we're talking about anything racial, anything this, anything that. I get you yeah. want to just say, shelve that. Yeah, yeah, shelve that, get rid of that. Old Bugs Bunny cartoons start getting a little weird in a few episodes. Get rid of them. Okay, I, I, I completely support you in that. However, like, something, you're mad a comedian's offensive. Like, yeah. like, because like, that's their comedy. body of work. Yeah, that's their whole thing. It's just like, a well, comedian right. just talks shit. Yeah. It's one thing if a comedian just runs up and it's a ghostly white dude and he just starts dropping end bombs. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane, and yes, you should not do that. Yes. And then you but sit there. if he's like, you know, oh, I'm from a Polish family and he starts ragging on Polish culture, that's technically his culture. Yeah, yeah. just chill. And, and it's like, and you start taking the venom on a snake and then you sit there and you wonder why, oh man, this is boring now. Because... Yeah. That I kind of gave up on stand-up because that was that was the thing. Like that was basically my my TV deal. Like there, okay. So there are like three things, right? That was always my go-to for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is the perfect segue because uh, <laughs> there's co- there's stand-up comedy, there's um, 
reality TV shows where they customize shit. Right. <laughs> so Top Gear, stuff like that. No, 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 no. I was talking about like Pimp My Ride. Pimp My Ride. Oh. Overhauling. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so like, I was not expecting the early two thousands MTV cut. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna lie. Like that was my TV shit. Was uh, um, early two thousands, VH1 and MTV. So like you know, uh, the of love yeah, series, yeah, of, uh, dating shows. That was my shit. Cheaters. I've, I've seen too many. Che- Ooh, I forgot about cheaters. Cheaters. Cheaters Ooh. went hard. Remember when that? Remember Joey Greco got stabbed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's still alive. They went in. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I'm pretty they sure went I've in. seen new episodes. He got of stabbed. Of yeah. course they went in. <laughs> that was. Yeah, he was like he was like holding his side. I wonder if that was real. Cause like, that was one thing that was kind of devastating about me, or not about me. I'm not real. That's pretty fucking devastating. Uh, Are any of us real? I'm just. I'm a a metaphysical simulation. Um, uh, (laughs) So uh, remember, that's all deja vu is in the Matrix. Is stop. (laughs) Uh, So uh, my ride didn't let people keep cars. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's devastating. Fuck that. Right. Think about punked though. What, have you ever watched Scare Tactics? Oh, it was like an episode or something? It was like punk, except they scared the living fuck out of people. Oh, Amazing. And who was the host there? What's her name? Uh, it had a couple of hosts. It was not Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan took over like in the later half of Scare Tactics, but there was there was a girl that used to host it. Was it Shannon Doherty? Yeah, Do- yeah, Doherty. and she was like my childhood crush. Ah. <laughs> age no, not at all. But I mean, <laughs> not trying to be rude, but not at all. <laughs> um, what about? Uh, yeah, like. Uh, well, okay. So you said stand-up comedy, and oh no, trashy so, reality TV. There's a third thing. Right. Home improvement shows. And Why? so, so Why? here's the thing. <laughs> That's such an oddly specific trio. Why? And I feel yeah. like that grants a very large insight into your personality. <laughs> and it, it does explain yeah, why. Yeah, it bothers me. But like, home, <laughs> home improvement shows bother me so fucking much. Okay, why? Okay, so uh, I work construction. Yes. Yep. Um, I know how it all works i still watch these shows and it is um torturous okay right so like (laughs) (laughs) so one thing that they always misrepresent and this is where this is what really needs to be canceled is um home improvement shows um (laughs) no i don't know who's ever so if you've ever done demolition even once in your life it is the least fun thing <laughs> fucking ever. So like here's how they here's how they paint it. These guys they show up first of all in um tool belts that are still stiff. So if you've ever worn a leather tool belt, if it's brand new, it's, it's stiff, stiff and it sucks. Well, that's anything leather, and shoes, jacket. And then it forms to your body. Right. And then it becomes like a custom fit. And it's really nice. Like you can't wear someone else's tool belt. Um Almost like wearing somebody else's underwear. 
Um, <laughs> so they come in and they're all wearing gloves. I don't fucking wear gloves. Nobody in the world wears gloves unless there's a safety dude telling you to wear gloves. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you might not want to expose your company like that. <laughs> OSHA's oh. going to be coming to the job sites like, mm, wearing them gloves, buddy? So Yeah, they're right here. That's your hand. Why is your skin flapping? <laughs> like, uh, it's a glove. <laughs> sandpaper. Bye. So <laughs> then they take a sledgehammer, and then they hit a wall. Yeah. And that's, that's it. So... If you go and you <laughs> – this is going to, like, be such a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> but if you go and it's time to demo a room, the sledgehammer never comes out. Well, right. The, the, the whole smacking a wall and just breaking through drywall with a sledgehammer. For, you hit it with a hammer, you're going to be picking up tiny little pieces right. of drywall. For fucking hours. Well, not only that, if you're tearing down something that still has like pipes or wiring or yeah, anything, yeah, it like doesn't happen. Yeah. It's all or insulation. Yeah, exactly. It's and a, you'll it's be damaging an, other shit. Yeah, it's an, entire, <laughs> it's an entire fabrication. And I watch it and I can't stop watching it. It's fucking torturous. It's the train wreck of yes, your life. Yes. So, so they're like, oh, demo crew. And yeah. then they swing and then the cheesy and, stock. Yes. In between two studs in the wall, there's nothing actually like in there. Yeah, yes. it's like they did the stud finder beforehand. They made sure there were no live wires. It's just like this is this is the shot. <laughs> yeah, and and so I've used it like true blue demo. I've worked construction for like. Um, Six, seven years. Yeah. Um, in demolition, I've only used the sledgehammer uh, two times in earnest. Okay. <laughs> the rest of it is just like a sawzall. You cut the drywall. Right. You just cut it, off the whole wall. No, you just try to take big pieces so, right. so you get to throw them away and you're not cleaning up. And it's stupid. Um, I used a sledgehammer... Two times for demo, and one time it was stupid. I was trying to break a cast iron tub, and I fucking fucked up my wrist. It I de- remember it that. De- it deflected <laughs> off the inside of the tub weird. And if you were wearing your brace for like yeah. three weeks yeah, afterwards. Was, and I was, I what did you do? Yeah, I was screwed That up. was recent. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. so that wasn't that, even demo. You were just screwing around with a sledgehammer. <laughs> so uh, so that's that's my three, right? Yeah, and and that third one, it's so the the other ones I kind of enjoy, right? Um, That's your dark horse. Yeah, it's my dark horse, and I can't like when it's on, I watch it. I just complain the whole time. Yeah, my wife hates me for it. (laughs) That's interesting though, because like if I was gonna go with like a trifecta like that, stand up comedy would be one of mine. Right, it's gotta be like number one. I don't know if it would be number one. Okay, but. Crime shows. Crime shows are decent. Whether it be something like Criminal Minds or like actual like identification discovery stuff. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was one of my other big ones. Um, I guess just kind of in that vein, that would be my reality TV ones. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or just like History Channel stuff. 
not the weird ancient aliens, but my dad and I spent a lot of time watching like World War II documentaries oh and my stuff gosh, together. Yeah. Which deep cut back to Gilmore Girls, Lorelai's dad in that series is played by Ed Herman, who is the narrator for a lot of the History Channel stuff That's in the early sick. 2000s. That's cool. That's awesome. And it's just one of those things, though, that if I had to pick a third one, I'd probably have to pick anime. Uh, <laughs> and that I feel like picking these three things is kind of giving us like deep insights into our personality. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Agreed there. I if I had to pick three, I do love stand up comedy, but I'm not gonna lie, recent stand up comedy has been eh. You know, well, right, just for the spirit of the art, though, just yeah. kind of in general, like that that new Fluffy special was fantastic. If you're a fan of that kind of comedy, well, I just Burt recently saw yes. a clip from a new the, the Dane Cook special. Now, <laughs> now hold up, now hold up. Before what? you, before we get into this, what this man is, I he's forty something. He I hasn't can't been relevant for twenty years. Yeah, yeah bro, the supai is back. Let's you, go. No, 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 we no, no, no. Be careful. So here's the thing. This is why you need to be careful. You know why he's relevant again? Huh? He's a pedophile. Uh, <laughs> no. So, so now here's the thing. Wait. Oh, it's a crime he, special. He, he, it's a crime special. <laughs> His current girlfriend. He met when she was 15 years old. And they were playing games on game night, like Monopoly and such. Fuck Monopoly. Yeah. (laughs) And as time was going on, she grew up and eventually got with this dude. He is 40-something. She is like 20. I want to say 23. I think she is currently. Now, here's the thing. The the Yo, argument why you gotta com- fuck up the sufi, bro. Yeah, the argument comes well, from I it's was it, never a big Dane Cook fan. It's not creepy because I didn't do anything until she was, but you were uh, still hanging gross. out with this that's fifteen gross. year no, old no, 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 dumb no, no, long no, no. man. Okay, Come on. so like, here's the thing, right? When you're eighteen, you are legally an adult. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do at that point, you bear the full weight of the consequences, and yeah. unless it's you're trying to, in the United States at least, smoke <laughs> a cigarette or drink alcohol. You can yeah. sign up to go die in a foreign country, but again, that's a separate debate. Yeah. But, like, don't be a 40-year-old hanging out with 15-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. So well, I guess even if this was 10 years ago, he would have been a 30-year-old hanging out with So thanks for thanks for humbucking all my whole universe on that. C- comedy is very, very iffy right Got you, got you, got you. Um, so if, <laughs> if, if, I, if I was to pick my three... Um, Sitcoms, sitcoms has to be. I'm gonna put sitcoms yeah. at my third. Yep. Only okay. because that that like sitcoms are formative, man. We you know we're, we're talking about you know King of Queens. We're talking about Malcolm oh, in the Middle. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know we're talking about like Two, two and, and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Everybody okay, loves, hold on. It's Char- good. Charlie Sheen is problematic. I know. So but he's also a comedian. Um. So, anyways, let's continue. Everybody loves Raymond. Sitcoms. Yes, sitcoms yes, yes. are fantastic. So that's yeah. like your number three. Um, yeah, that's my number three. My number two, I would have to say, this is going to be kind of problematic too, because. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do agree with like I like the crime dramas. Right. Yeah. I like specifically like I you know, I've recently been watching Dahmer and you know it's like. 
obviously a lot of things are very accurate, but a lot of things are kind of like dramatic flair. Yeah, dramatic flair fluffed up a little bit. But man, there is something about these shows, and it's like it gives you an insight on the person while also being very entertaining. So you like the drama version? Yeah, the drama version. I love the based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I will give undoubtedly number one is anime, and this is why. This here is why, because. TV for me, in a nutshell, is summed up in that moment that you remember when you, no matter what it was, you could have came back from outside, you know, playing outside or some crap, you could have came back from the store, came back from work, whatever it might be, and you sat down and you kicked it and you watched the show. Now, when I sat down and I kicked it and I watched the show, and it formed my entire life was with Toonami. Toonami was absolutely the most formative, formative thing for me, right? It also turned a lot of innocent, well-meaning young bucks into weebs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So here's the funny part, right? Outlaw Star is my favorite anime. Uh Absolute jam. I did not like it when I first saw it. I couldn't wrap my head around it either, but it was I loved it when I first saw it. They had the cat girl in it. That was... Yeah, yeah. Aisha Clan Clan. They're opening. Not my favorite character. Yes, the opening opening theme. theme. Slap. Slap. The closing. So I think Outlaw Star was actually the first anime I ever watched where they actually had two different outros. You're starting to remember it now, aren't you? And And they were always like that soft. So it opens with like that. It's that very upbeat style of music. Yes. And then it closes out on like this soft piano song. Very soft. But which I will bump that shit. (laughs) My favorite character was Twilight Suzuka. Yep. Yeah. Nah. (laughs) I I agree. I agree with you there. I mean, I do like Gene Star when he's just like, okay. You know that rule of cool shit. Gene is great because he's the everyman. You have the child genius, the android, the cat girl, the everyman, Gene. Okay, think about... He's basically Star-Lord. Yes. Gene Star-Lord <laughs> is Star-Lord. Oh, wow. Jim Hawkins is Rocket Raccoon. There is no Groot. Malfina's Groot. Doesn't talk a lot. Doesn't say anything. She anything. says quite a bit that's important. And Harry McDougal gets very rapey. Okay. Yeah. So he can go die in a fire. Oh, yeah. He's like Pepper the Pew. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we will I, shove his head in the skunk's ass and shoot them into the sun. So as far as my my history of tsunami, I have two two major things I really wanted to talk about. Now, there's a whole lot that kind of happened in between when tsunami actually started and when I got into tsunami. So I kind of wanted to just you know start with where tsunami began, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that through lineups because lineups to me is like one of the biggest. Yeah, it's like that TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's because that's it's, how they used to do it, right? It's a scheduling block and the TV that, lineup is how you got people. Yeah, exactly. So you you sat down for this entire block for yep. this. Now let's talk about the original lineup, right? So the, the, I'm gonna even give you times. 4 p.m. It started, and it started with Thundercats. Yeah. So why the fuck you gotta put times on it, bro? Now I'm all. Yeah, I'm right. going through time and space. I'm in a time warp. Now, now, Thundercats to till this day is still manner. is still a very relevant um, series and a very relevant form of media. Okay, okay, but like 
there's that weird Thundercats that came out like recently, and then they had like a cool like animated version that you guys have shown me pictures of that I didn't know you liked. Yeah, yeah, I won't say that. That one is good. That one is really good. They canceled it. I don't like them. So then, four thirty, they had something called Cartoon Roulette. (laughs) So the thing about Cartoon Roulette. Is that because you remember what a cartoon? Yes. You remember yes. like stuff like that. That was pretty much cartoon roulette. Yeah. Like you know, it was kind of a mashup of there would sometimes be like new things, and then sometimes there would just be like a random cartoon they would pick. Yes. You know, so like you know, film festival stuff. It was kind of like you find out what you put in that spot permanently by like shuffling through a bunch of random you throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Exactly. So then after that, now this is this is interesting because. Uh, Yo, Cartoon Roulette started at 4.30, ended at 4.45, <laughs> which, which then li- led to Voltron. Yeah, Voltron. Which, if we're being technical about it, the premiere of anime, in a sense, in the United States, I'm sure there was other little things, but the big premiere of anime is Voltron on... That was arguably the, the the beginning of what was anime in the U.S. Now it is one of the the founders. Yeah. Now here's the thing, it's not the most influential. I will get to that. Okay. I actually have a thing for that. Um. So then at five fifteen, Cartoon Roulette once again. <laughs> so you say so yeah. Roulette in, roulette out. Yeah. So it was kind kind of interesting because it's like there was two little fifteen minute segments where it's like oh something interesting. Um. And then at 5.30, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, which actually had Ooh. had stuck into the Toonami lineup for a good while. Yeah. Oh, wow. And The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest was actually a pretty dope show. <laughs> you know, there, there were some things that don't age well, do not get me wrong, but <laughs> wow. pretty dope show. Now, that was, it started March 17th of 1997, and this ran through January 9th. Of 1998. Then they start getting into the anime. Yeah. They start. Now, Man, that's crazy, though. Now, here's the thing. This is going to be this is gonna be a bit more for us, right? I'm sure this is kind of like the this most... shifting into the early 2000s. The, yeah, we this really is watching. the most memorable, in my opinion, the most influential lineup to Toonami. Okay. And this is... This, you're going to see it as soon as I talk about it. So this was August 31st to October 2nd of 1998. All right. And we're going to start off at 4 p.m. with Sailor Moon. Yes, let's go. So <laughs> that is instantly one of the most recognizable. If, if you were in early anime, yeah. Sailor Moon undoubtedly was um, was kind of like one of your big three, so to speak, of that time. Okay, um, no, just real quick tangent. You know that one song where they're like talking about a bunch of shit really fast? It's that like middle rock song. Sailor Moon actually is a line in that song. And I only found out about that like last week because I was really listening to the lyrics for a change. Yes. I don't know why. That's just when my brain focused. And I'm like, this dude just mentioned Sailor Moon. Yes. Anyway, continue, sir. Now, next up was at 4.30 was Thundercats. Yep. Thund- Still there. Again, Thundercats H- had some Holding the line. Holding you know, the line. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then 5 p.m. Yep. Dragon Ball Z. Yep. yep. Dragon Ball yeah. Z. That is the show. For us, like our age group, that is the that everybody is, that still watches anime to this day that is in our age group watched Dragon Ball Z. Yes, yes. yes. If you're in it still, you have Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely. Yep. And it, well, to be fair, I don't really watch Dragon Ball anymore. 
you've watched. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. And it, it you know, it's well, when I was a kid, it was great. But now as an adult, I'm like, I can't watch Goku power up for six episodes and then miss. And <laughs> in any other anime, they've. Now, and the last, again, we'll say it, 530, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Still sticking in there. Yep. So now you, you'll notice Thundercats and The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest are kind of like the, the strong American cartoon representation in uh, Toonami. But this little four-show block changed the entire landscape. Right. In my opinion, and I'm sure in many others, of anime in the United States and yeah. just kind of the perception of cartoons in the United States. Um, because there was a point where it wasn't for kids and then there was a point where it was just now this is just all kids cartoons and then that's it and then next thing you know here comes anime here comes real adventures of johnny quest thundercats well, right you know, that... later on you got shows like outlaw star you know later on you got shows like uh idpx was a was a and that was like bo 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 that yes that was a thing uh, zotch bell <laughs> Stuff like that. Fantastic. But this literally basically led to the creation of Adult Swim so they could get more anime time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And fantastic TV watching. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's TV. So yeah. here's the thing, though, right? The American voice actor for Tom at one point was Steve Bloom. Yes. Who was also Spike Spiegel. Yep. And yeah. several others. He's been there. And with that, um, we're at the last call. Um, we are Critical Hit. Uh, thanks for having a few with us. Um, we have had Pumpkinhead by Shipyard and talked about maybe more TV than we could have fit in this time slot. But sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, uh, I, I didn't think this episode actually go as far as it did, but it did. <laughs> well, Holy shit. Um, we cut hard. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah. Uh, and damn Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah that I was think it's, it's. I think it's a new. I think it's a new uh, October box. Yeah, yeah. Weird okay, enough. like that was my thing, right? Yeah. The only beer I liked anywhere near as much as this was Dragon's Milk White. Ooh. We're, gonna have, we're gonna have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I want that one cold because I feel like that would be the one. <sighs> All right. Um. So we will see you again next Thursday. That's next Thursday. Yeah. We will see you again next Thursday. Till then, um, drink hard and play responsibly. Peace, boy. Yeah. <laughs>